It's so good to be sharing the word with you tonight. And, you know, our subject for October is fear. For some reason, uh, the devil has taken October and made it a, a whole month of just fear and um, all kinds of scary and horrible things. But we're going to talk about what, how we overcome fear, not the silly fear of Halloween, but the fears that come against us. The Bible says in Psalm 56, verse 3, and I'm reading from the Amplified Classic, what time I am afraid I will have confidence in and put my trust and reliance in you. So, you know what? I, I think the Bible makes it pretty clear. Everyone has fear. There's things that come against us. Every one of us have to deal with fear. So, what do we do? How do we deal with the, the uh, dread and the, the terror that comes against us sometimes? What do we do? It, well, I, I think in Psalm 56, 3, that we just read, it's pretty obvious. It's telling us that when we're afraid, we have to put our confidence and our trust in our daddy God. So this is what we're going to look at tonight. Now, I have a lot of scripture tonight. And, um, you know, I think it's important for you to write it down um, to... Um, have them available for when you have fear come against you. When I um, am dealing with fears of any kind, I try to find scriptures and meditate and stand on them and, and, and see what God says about the fear that tries to come against me in my life. You know, the, the weapons that we have from God are connected with faith. So we could say our weapons are full of faith and trust. The weapon that the enemy uses is fear. So we come against fear, the weapon of the enemy, with the weapon of faith, faith in God. Look at Psalm 34, verse 4, Amplified Classic, it says, I sought, inquired of the Lord, and required him of necessity and on the authority of his word, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Now, you might say, well, that means I will never have a fear again. I think that that means, I, I take that to mean anytime fear tries to come against me, the Lord wants to deliver me from that fear. And it's because I require him. I know that I'm not fighting this fear in my own strength, in my own ability. I'm fighting it with a trust and a confidence in my daddy God. Um, the Bible makes a real, um, a, an amazing promise to us. He says he's holding our right hand. Now, I want you to think about when you were a child, if you were anxious or dreading something, didn't it help to hold your 
your mom or your dad's hand, didn't it help to know that they were so close to you that you could hold their hand? That's what God is saying in Isaiah 41, verse 10 and 13. Again, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. It says, fear not. There is nothing to fear. Why? For I am with you. See, it's not about just saying, oh, I, there's no fear. There's no fear there. It's because God is with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed. For I am your God. Again, your confidence is being put in Daddy God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. He is holding your hand, for I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. I am the Lord who says to you, fear not, I will help you. So you, you just, if you can just get that picture of your daddy walking next to you, holding your hand, and saying, don't, don't worry, I can take care of this. I'm a big God, much bigger than all your problems. And I can hold your hand and guide you through this situation. In fact, in Isaiah 46, 3b and 4, and I'm reading from the Amplified 2015, he says, you have been carried by me from your birth and have been carried in my arms from the womb. Now, he's talking to Israel when he's saying this, but don't you know that God also takes care of us? He says he's our shepherd, he's our father. So he has carried us from our birth and from the womb. Even to your old age, I am he, and even to your advanced old age, I will carry you. I have made you, and I will carry you. Be assured, I will carry you, and I will save you. Now, this is, is just such an amazing scripture to me because it actually says that no matter what age you are, every, every part of your life, God is carrying you, He's walking with you. He's holding your hand, whether it's from birth or old age. I love the way he says it, advanced old age. So he's, he's carrying you. He's taking care of you. I love another scripture. It's Deuteronomy 31.8. This is the Amplified Classic. He's marching with us through all our circumstances so that we can overcome fear. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will march with you. He will not fail you or let you go or forsake you. Let there be no cowardice or flinching, but fear not neither become broken in spirit, depressed, dismayed, and unnerved with alarm. Boy, he is there for us. He's going to help us 
through all fear, through all anxiety, through all, but we have to look to him and we have to, we have to hold on to his hand and we have to remember that he's carrying us. He's marching with us. I'm not alone in this situation. I'm not alone in this circumstance. You know, we see what's going on in the world. We could be, we could be in dread. We could be in fear. What's going to happen to us? But God says, don't worry. Don't be afraid. Don't dread because I'm with you. I'm marching with you. When you know that your father is watching over you, protecting and keeping you, you can rest and trust. The scripture in Isaiah 46 lets us know that he's been with us and will continue to carry us through every age of life. He has even given us amazing promises about sleep. And I just wanted to share a couple scriptures with you. Maybe you have trouble sleeping. Maybe you have a lot of anxiety and fear at night. Dread. Um, and it keeps you awake. Well, write these scriptures down because God has given us amazing promises that let us know even with sleep, he's with us. Psalm 4 verse 8. This is the Amplified 2015. In peace... And with a tranquil heart, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety and confident trust. Wow, you can lie down and sleep. That's an amazing thing. In the um, Passion Translation, it says, now because of you, Lord, I will lie down in peace and sleep comes at once. I love that because, you know, sometimes you have to unwind, you have to toss and turn a little bit. You're, you're thinking and then you just kind of rest in God. But he's saying, no, sleep is going to come at once for no matter what happens. I will live unafraid. Isn't that awesome? You will live unafraid so you can Lie down in peace and sleep comes at once. How about Proverbs 3, verse 23 and 24 in the Amplified Classic? It says, then you will walk in your way. And it, the then means after you pay attention to his word, because that's what the verses before that say. Then you will walk in your way securely and in confident trust, and you shall not dash your foot or stumble. When you lie down, you shall not be afraid. Yes, you shall lie down, and your sleep shall be sweet. Don't you just love it when you rest and sleep, and, and it's sweet, and you wake up, and you feel satisfied in the morning, satisfied with a good night's sleep. He's saying, you're going to lie down. You shall not be afraid. You are going to rest knowing that you are walking, you are walking in your way securely and in confident trust. Wow. You're not going to dash your foot or stumble, so you can lie down. You can sleep and your sleep will be sweet. How about Psalm 3, 
verse 5 and 6. This is the Amplified 2015. I lay down and slept safely. I awakened for the Lord sustains me. I will not be intimidated or afraid of 10,000 who have set themselves against me all around. No, you don't, you're not afraid. You're not in fear. So you can sleep sweetly. You can sleep satisfied. You're not intimidated by all that the enemy tries to tell you, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh, you don't know what's going to happen with your kids. Yes, I do. I know that God is holding them in his, in his hand just like he holds me. I know that he's watching over them. Um, Leviticus 26, 6a, Amplified Classic. I will give peace in the land. You shall lie down and none shall fill you with dread or make you afraid. Oh, you're going to lie down, sleep peacefully because God is holding you in his arms. He's holding you by your hand. He's holding you. Notice so many of the sleep scriptures mention fear because fear robs us of sleep. When daddy watch, is watching over you, you can rest and trust. Again, I want you to just think about how it, how it is for a young child when they know that their dad is there to protect them, to, to watch over them while they're sleeping. You don't lie awake all night thinking, oh, someone might break in, oh, because you knew your dad was there and dad was going to protect you and dad was going to help you or maybe your mother or whoever, but the, your, the adult in your life was there to take care of you and it was a thing that helped you to sleep peacefully. In Proverbs 1, verse 33 and again, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. It says, whoso hearkens to me, wisdom, and we know that wisdom comes from God, shall dwell securely and in confident trust and shall be quiet without fear or dread of evil. Now you've heard that fear is, um, oh man, I just, just went out of my head. But um, fear is thinking something might happen that you don't know if it is or not. Faith is believing that something's going to happen that God said would happen. So we're going to put aside the fear, the dread of evil, and we're going to think false evidence appearing real. I knew it would come back to me. So that's it. False evidence appearing real. Instead of believing that what the enemy is putting in your head about what might happen, you put your trust, your confidence in the God who is holding you, holding your hand. John 14, 27, very familiar scripture, amplified classic. Jesus is saying this now. Peace I leave with you. My own peace 
I now give and bequeath to me. Do you think that Jesus had peace? Oh, yeah, because he knew who God was. He knew who, was, um, who he was connected with, who his covenant was with. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. See, we're going to hold back the fear in our lives by not allowing ourselves to be agitated and disturbed. We don't let ourselves, we don't permit ourselves to be fearful and to intimidate. Why? Because we know that Daddy God is there for us. He is, he's the one who's bringing us the peace that we need. John 16, 33, Amplified Classic. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. Remember uh, Pastor Tom is always saying uh, it, prophecy is not to scare us, but to prepare us. See, that's what Jesus is saying. I told you things that are going to happen so that you may have perfect peace. If I know ahead of time that God sees and God's walking with me and God is providing for me, then I'm not going to be afraid. Then I'm going to be in perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials, distress, frustration, but be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. See, he's telling us ahead of time, I conquered it, I've given, and I've deprived it of power to harm you. I have overcome, and since I'm in you, you are an overcomer. So you can rest, you can trust, you can Bind up fear when it comes against you and say, no, I'm not giving in to this fear, this dread, because God is on my side, because he has overcome and he's made me an overcomer. Psalm 27 is a, is a really, for me, it's a very important psalm. It, if we can get it into our heart and meditate on it when fear comes against us, then we can overcome uh, some of the fears that come into our life, or we can overcome the fears, not some, all uh, of the fears that come into our lives. Look at Psalm 27. We're going to read one through eight in the Amplified Classic. Listen carefully. It's so good. You got to find this in your Bible. Read it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? Wow, that's, that's huge right there. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge. He's the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? If he is my refuge, if he is my stronghold, then I don't need to fear 
When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Remember um, Psalm 91 says that even if a thousand fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, if a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, even then in this will I be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek, inquire for, and insistently require that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life to behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, and the delightful loveliness of the Lord and to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple. See, I, I just want you to think about this a minute. When fear comes against us, when the enemy looks so huge, if you are in the presence of Almighty God and you see his beauty and his loveliness and his majesty, then you can look at fear and say, well, you, how, you, you have nothing compared to this wonderful God that I serve. This God whose presence I dwell in, who holds me, holds my hand, walks in front of me. He, how, how can I fear? How, who could be more uh, bigger than that? For in the day of trouble, he will hide me in a shelter. You know, sometimes we think, oh, we have to find that shelter. Oh, he says, in the day of trouble, he's going to hide us in a shelter, in the secret place of his tent will he hide me. He will set me high upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me in his tent. I will offer sacrifices and shouting of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. It's because he's with me. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Have mercy and be gracious to me and answer me. He's there for us. He's going to answer us. You have said Seek my face, inquire for, and require my presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek, inquire for, and require of necessity and on the authority of your word. So we can rest, we can trust, we can hope in him. You know, there's a really cool scripture it's in, um, let me go ahead to that one. Um, in Second Chronicles 32, we're talking about a big army coming against you, about a lot of trouble coming against you. And who do we look to? We look to our daddy God. There's, uh, in Second Chronicles 32, Sennacherib 
the king of Assyria came against Judah when Hezekiah was king. And here's what Hezekiah spoke to the people. I'm reading verse 7 and 8, 2 Chronicles 32, the Amplified Classic. I love this. He says, be strong and courageous. He's talking to the people. Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde that is with him. So you understand, see, he's telling them, look, a big army is coming against us. A lot of enemy is coming against us. The king of Assyria, the one who, who conquered lands all around us. A big horde, a lot of people. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde that is with him, for there is another. Don't you love that? Uppercase A, another with us, greater than all those with him. See, it doesn't matter how many the enemy throws at you. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people relied on the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. They looked, they said, yep, you're absolutely right. What difference does it make how many people are with him when God is on our side? Another, I love that. I love that. Another is with us. With him is the arm of flesh. Now, you remember in Ephesians 6 that um, Paul is talking about we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. See, everything in the natural has to bow to the name of Jesus, the spiritual head of all things. So the one who created the world, the one that holds it all together, the spiritual is always dominant over the flesh. And so this arm of flesh comes against us, but we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents. Do you hear that? With physical opponents. See, sometimes you look around you and you say with the world around us, oh, you know, these, these elites or this, you know, this government or whatever, Oh, they're so powerful. They're not powerful when it comes to who is on your side. Now, he predicted what they would do. He told us what would come against us. So we don't have to be afraid. We'll say, yeah, we, we know that. We heard that. We know what God does in the end. So we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against the despotisms, the, um, the despotisms against the powers, against the spirit forces of wickedness, the world rulers of this present darkness. We, we're not wrestling with them against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. And that's what you see with your physical eye. And that's what tries to intimidate you and make you afraid. 
So what you do is you trust, you rest, you put your confidence in God who is way above all these spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. He told us what's going to happen to them when he returns. He told us what's going to happen. So we can say, okay, God's going to take care of this. In his time, he will take care of this. And for now, he's holding me. He's holding my hand, and I'm resting in him. So fear comes because of our perspective. What are you saying? A big problem or a huge God? There's a great story of, and Pastor Tom looked at this the other week, but I'm going to look at it one more time. In 2 Kings 8, uh, 6, verse 8 through 17. 2 Kings 8, verse 6 through 17. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Now, the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. In other words, he kept telling him that he kept telling them where the Syrians were going to be, and they could not, they could not conquer Israel because of that. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and he said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, Surely he's in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. I, I'm sorry, but I, I think, uh, I, I mean, I try to picture what's going on here. Seriously, you send a whole army, a whole group, huge army, chariots and a great army to get one guy? I mean... The, the king must have really thought that this guy had something, something amazing, and he, he didn't take any chances. A huge army to come and get one guy. And then the servant of the man of God arose early and went out. There was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He answered, do not fear. Don't you love it? Do not fear. But there's a whole army out there. Do not fear. For those who are with us <laughs> are more than those who are with them. Ooh, that is so good. See, what you're looking at, servant, is the natural. A great army. But there's more with us because 
I'm seeing through spiritual eyes more with us than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. Now, do you think that this servant had his eyes closed? Absolutely not. But his physical eyes were open, but his spiritual eyes were closed. So he said, open his eyes that he may see. And then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I'm asking you tonight, what are you looking at? Are you looking at the, through your physical eyes and seeing your problems and seeing the armies that come against you? Or are you allowing God to open your eyes and see how big your God is? How he's just holding you in his arms, how he's holding your hand. He's going before you. He's surrounding you with spiritual horses and chariots to protect you. It's where we put our trust, where we put our hope. And tonight, I'm just encouraging you, put your confidence in the Lord. He loves you. He's taking care of you. If you have never, um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pray. I want to pray right now. And we're going to, um, we're going to cast our care on him and put our confidence in the one who is so much bigger than any enemy that can come against you. Let's pray. Father, thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you are more than enough for every circumstance and situation that we face. I thank you, Lord, that you have our backs, you are holding us in your arms, you are holding our hand. Lord, I thank you that no matter what it is that the enemy brings against us, we win because we're on your side. I thank you that you are the greater one, that the spiritual is more powerful than the physical. And I thank you, Lord, that you surround us always with your angels and with the help that we need. We love you, Daddy. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you know what? You, you might be listening tonight and you don't know this God. And so fear and dread can be very real because you don't have this God on your side. That is an easy thing to correct. And I'm, I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. Ask Jesus to become the Lord of your life. Ask him to be your savior, to be the one who holds you and, and holds your right hand and, and keeps you safe through all this, the one you can put your confidence in. If you've never asked him to be your Lord, to be your savior, I'm going to lead you in a, a short prayer. You can't just say it with your mouth. You have to believe it in your heart. That's what the Bible says that we believe in our heart and speak it with our mouth. So I'm going to lead you in this prayer and uh, just, just say it and mean it from your heart. 
Repeat this with me, after me. Jesus, I believe that you came to earth to save me. I believe you died on the cross as a sinless sacrifice for me. I believe you rose on the third day and are now seated in heaven with my Father God. Thank you. Today, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, if you made that decision tonight, congratulations. It's the most important thing you could ever do. And we want to help you out if you would uh, just um, contact us and we will send you a package and help. And uh, this package is, is things that will help you in your new walk as a Christian. Well, thank you so much for being here tonight. I want to bless you from the word of God. Now may the Lord of peace himself grant you his peace at all times and in every way. That peace and spiritual well-being that comes to those who walk with him regardless of life's circumstances. The Lord be with you all. We confess that we are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors, we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. We are blessed to be a blessing. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. We'll see you on Monday at either the 9 or 11th service. God bless you.